Hi, I'm Gordon. And I'm Fiona. We're from Gate Church International in Dundee, Scotland, and we'd like to welcome you to this week's podcast. Our goal here is growing people to bring Christ into our communities and to see you get connected with God, His people, and His purpose. We hope this message inspires you in your faith journey. Thank you. Joe, we actually have a guest speaker this morning called Mr. Steve Finney. Steve and Kirsty are a daughter and son of the house. Kirsty grew up here. And also Steve came here as a student age 18. And we asked him this morning if he would preach. Steve and Kirsty are just about to take on a church up in Elgin. So I think a few of us are going up on, on April the 14th. So Steve, thank you for coming. Thank you for bringing the word. And we're looking forward to it. Well, good morning, church. Come on. I know you better than that. Good morning, church. You, you, this morning, again, you're not going to get the option of sitting quietly in your pew, all comfortable. I need you to give me some feedback. I need you to tell me if you agree with what it is that I'm saying this morning. Is anybody up and able for doing that or to do that? You ready? I'm excited. I'm always excited when I bring the word. It's an in-joke in Elgin that when I get up to share, our congregation says, we know, Stephen, you are excited to preach this morning. Because every, every Sunday morning when I get up to preach, I'm like, I'm excited this morning to bring you the word. So I'm excited, just in case you can't tell, I'm a little bit excited to be here this morning. It's such an honor, such a privilege, as always, to be in this house. We, we, we are sons and daughters of this place. If it wasn't for this church, my life would be a mess. If it wasn't for this church being so welcoming, then my life with God and my walk with God would have been over at age 18. A, a decade later, I'm here. We're pastoring a church up in Elgin four weeks today. We take on the church at 28, 29 years old. God is so faithful. He's so good. He does abundantly more than what we can ask or imagine. And it's so true today. It's so true. He does so much more. He does infinitely more, is what the Word says, infinitely more than you can ever ask or imagine. I, I, I've been in a bit of a season, with, uh, this transition piece at church, and in the last little while I've felt a little bit like Job. And this last week I've, I've really felt like Job, and I've been sitting having a, I wish I could just lay down in the dust and die sort of season. I've been, I've been in a place where I've just been felt so overwhelmed and so defeated by the schemes and the plans of the enemy. Why? Because he wants to disrupt the things of God. He wants to come in our way. When God has given us destiny, the enemy will do whatever he can to stop us from reaching that destiny. And in the last little while, I've just felt like Job. I've, I've been sitting feeling a little sorry for myself. In fact, a lot sorry for myself. And I, I, I had the thought this week of, I wish I could just lay in the dust and die. I genuinely did. That's where I'm coming from. That's, that's the place that I've been in, being totally honest with you this morning. And I know that there's some of you here today who have been in a place and who are in a place where you wish you could just curl up in the dust and die. You wish that things would just be over. You wish, that, you wish that things would just end and would stop and the opposition against you would just stop and that things would be nice and rosy and you could have a nice middle-class life with an SUV and a big house and three kids and loads of money. <laughs> and that's where I've been. I, I've, I've had that thought process this week. 
I've just wanted to make loads of money and, uh, and have nice cars and a big house and loads of kids and a swimming pool in the northeast of Scotland just cause, you know? Like, that's, that's, that's what it's been like. And, and, and we were sitting in church last Sunday and I, I was feeling a little sorry for myself. And our, our pastor's wife, a lady called Jane, she, she gets up and she shares this word. And all she said, I've never seen her give a word so, so preachy. I've never seen her give a word so to the point and so aggressively fired up for the Holy, with the Holy Spirit. And she gets up and she says, he can do infinitely more than you can ever ask or imagine. He, he can do infinitely more than you can ever ask or imagine. I don't know if you're getting it. He can do infinitely more than what you can ask or imagine. I, I'm not a massive imagination sort of person, but I can dream things up and I can think things up. And it just is incredible that God can do infinitely more than what I can ever ask him or ever imagine to be possible. I know there's some of you today are in a Job place. You're in a season where you're feeling a bit defeated, but I want to tell you again, infinitely more than you can ask or imagine. It's super cool. We were supposed to be up the road today. The snow was so bad that we couldn't get home last night. And, and, and so we're here. I was supposed to be preaching this morning. In, in Elgin, I'm going to share with you a little bit of what I was going to be sharing today. And, and it's amazing how it ties in with what you're on as a house, that the fact that God is limitless, that there are no limits to him. He can do infinitely more than you can ever ask or imagine. That's, that's limitless. There is no stop. There is no cap. There is no ceiling on what he can do. He is without limit. And his name's God. And the amazing thing is that scripture in Ephesians chapter 3, it says, Now glory to God who is able, get this, through his power at work in us, to do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. See, there's something that we, we have a part to play in this. That there's something going on in us. There's a power of God in us that says we can do more. We can do infinitely more because the power of God in our lives, come on, people. We can do it. I'm sorry that I'm shouting. I'm going to have no voice come the end of it, but I don't even care. You can do so much more than we can ask or imagine. I want, I want you to sit today in that place of thinking, I can do infinitely more, infinitely abundantly more because God is in me. And in me is his mighty power. And in his mighty power, there is so much that is possible. In fact, there is nothing that is impossible. He's limitless today. Come on. He's limitless. He's, he's, he's God. He can do anything. I, I want you, if you've got a Bible today, I want you to turn with me again. If it's a glow-in-the-dark Bible, it's not real. It needs to have pages and text and the best ones are with the red letters written in them for the words of Jesus, some of the most important words in the book. I want you to turn to Luke chapter 15. It'll come up on the screen if you don't have it. And it says this, Luke chapter 15, verse 11, the parable son, you, you, know, you know the parable of the lost son, you know the prodigal son story. A, a, a father had, had two sons. The younger one said to his dad, I want, your, I want my share of your estate now. Before you die, I want it now. So his dad says to him, yeah, okay, no bother. Here you go. Have it. So he agreed and divided all his wealth, gave it to his two sons. And then a few days later, his younger son packed all his belongings 
He moved to a distant land, and, and there he spent it all on wild living and sinful living. About the time that the money ran out, a great famine swept over the land, and he began to starve. He persuaded a local farmer to give him a job feeding and looking after the pigs. But he was so hungry. He was so hungry that even, even the pig food looked good. But no one gave him a thing. Then he finally came to his senses. He, he, he said to himself, at home, even the hired servants have food enough to spare. And here I am, dying of hunger. I'm going to get up. I'm going to go home. And I'm going to say to my dad, Dad, I'm sorry. I've sinned against both heaven and you. I'm no longer worthy of being called your son. Take me on as a hired servant. So he sets off on his way home. And while he was still a long way off in the distance, his father had been watching for him. He comes running out to meet him. He falls on his neck and kisses his son. The son says, Father, I've sinned against both heaven and you. I'm no longer worthy. And the father says, shh. He says, shh, it's, it's okay. Shh, it's, it's fine. The son's like, no, 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 no. You don't get it. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. And the father's like, no, no, no. You're, you're okay. I'm glad you're home. In fact, servants, get him the best robe in the house. Get a ring. Put it on his finger. Get him some sandals and put them on his feet. And then take the fattened calf that we've been preparing in, in, in readiness for a feast slaughter it. We need to have a party because my son was lost, but now he's found. He was dead, but now he's alive. He's come home. Meanwhile, the older son was in the, in the fields working away, and his attitude stunk, and it was horrendous. And we've heard a million different preachers preach on how we shouldn't be like the oldest son, but in fact that we should be like the younger son, prepared and willing to come home to the father. I've read this so many times. I was brought, in, brought up in church. My dad's a pastor. I've heard it so many times. I've read it so many times. And recently I'm reading this scripture and something just stands out that I've never seen before. Do you ever get that when you're reading the word? And it's maybe something you've read a million times before. And then it just jumps out at you and it, it grabs hold of you and like pulls you into the word. And there's three things. Get him a robe, the finest robe in the house, and put it over his shoulders. Get a ring and put it on his finger and get some sandals and put them on his feet. And God says to me, I, I need you to understand what this is. I, wa I want to talk to you this morning about the power of the ring on the son's finger. I want to tell you that there's power in the ring that the father gives to the son. You see, in, in Jewish culture, when, when somebody had a robe on them, bear with me, I'll get to the ring in a second, but just a little bit of free, a wee freebie for you this morning. That when, when somebody wore a robe, what it told everyone who was around them was that this person is a person of rank. There's somebody important. It was saved for kings and for priests and for generals. It's somebody who is important. The son comes home to the father in a place where he's like, I'm only important enough to be a hired servant. And his father says, I love you so much that I'm going to cover you with the best robe in the house, which I think, by the way, is the love of God. 
And this morning, I want to tell you that you're covered absolutely by the limitless love of God. The sun is in a place. He's sitting in the pig's field, having lived sinfully and spent all his cash. God hates sin. The Word says that He hates it. And yet when the Son comes home, the Father is there and He goes, I love you so much that here's my robe. It's the best one in the house. I love you so much. There's nothing that you've done that would stop me from loving you. Here's the robe. Take it. And everybody else around him knew in that moment and at that time that he was a man of importance, that he was a man of the house of his father, and that he was loved by his dad so much more than he ever thought he was worth. And then it gets to the ring, and this is incredible. when, When I'm in a Job season, I begin to doubt myself. I begin to doubt if I've heard God right. I begin to go, we're four weeks away from taking on a church. I, I, I don't think I actually heard God say that. I think actually what I heard him say was, move to the Bahamas and live there for the rest of your life, or, or, or move back to Dundee and do some fun stuff with all your friends and all your family. <clears throat> and I begin to doubt myself. And you get to a place where you go, I don't know that I'm capable of this. I'm only 27, going on 28. I, I've got to pastor a church. All these people are old enough to be my parents. God, what are you doing here? This must have been a mistake. It must have been a mistake. And, and he said to me, Stephen, I, I've put a ring on your finger. I've put a ring on your finger. Now, you see, the, the significance of that is so massive. It's so huge because Jewish men never wore jewelry. I've always wanted a watch collection because there's something in our society and in our culture that says if you've got a watch collection, you must have loads of money, right? And there's a pile of guys I work with who have all these incredible watch collections. I I don't yet, as you can see. But Jewish men just didn't. It wasn't something that they did. It It wasn't a bling culture. And in fact, the opposite was true where it was a very functional culture. See, when when a father gave a ring to his son, what it did was it passed over the authority to the son to do the business of the father. So so the son can walk into places and he he can stamp business transactions on his father's behalf. He, he can go in and he, he can walk into a place with authority and make a decision on his father's business because his father has given him the authority and put a ring on his finger. And what it means is that I'm in the right place. What it means is he's put a ring on my finger, which means that I can go and do the business of the father without even having to worry about it. The incredible thing is that the first item that the father gives to his son exemplifies his entire business, his whole property portfolio. It's loving people. See, the father's business is all about love. I don't know if you know that. It's about love. He he came because, because he loved us so much. He sent his son. He loved us so much that he sent him not only to come to the earth, but to come to the earth, go to a cross and die this horrendous death. Why? For you and me, because he loved us so much. He loved us limitlessly. 
He, he loved us without limits. It's unlimited love. There's nothing that we've done or that we can do that will ever separate us from it. And in that, he puts a ring on my finger and he says, go and do my business, which is loving people. I'm in a job season. The last thing I want to do is love people. Just being honest with you. And it's horrendous to say as somebody who's called to pastor a church, the last thing I want to do is love people. That's what it's all about. But I just, I've just been in a place where I've been like, I don't want to love people. In fact, I want to hide in a dark room on my own with nobody else around me. Eating a tub of Mackey's ice cream. And a bottle of Brewdog or maybe some gin and Prosecco or I, I don't know, like something. <clears throat> and God says, no, that's not the way it works, son. He says, I've given you a ring so that you can go and do my business. And it changes your eyes. It opens your eyes. It changes your point of view and your perspective on things. See, God loves me so much and he loves you so much without any limitations. That when he says, go and do my business, what he's saying is, go and do it the way that I would do it. Go and love people limitlessly. Go and love people who are around you without any, any barrier, any ceiling, any, any stopping point. Go and love people around us. Go, go and love the people even when you don't feel like it. Take a tub of Mackey's ice cream to them and sit with them and eat it together. There's some of us that would feel so loved if that's what somebody did. But do you see what I'm saying? That he gives, us, he gives us the authority to do his business, and his business is unlimited love. It's never ending. It's, it's perpetual. That means it doesn't cease. It doesn't stop. It never pauses or takes a break. Have a Kit Kat. It just doesn't. It's always going. And if we're children of God, if we've accepted the King of Kings, if we've been raised from the ashes of defeat by the resurrected King, who, by the way, is still resurrecting you today, then what it means is that we have to go from this place. And we have to go in a way that says, I'm going to unlimited love. I'm going to limitlessly love everyone around me. And you see, the thing is, when we love people, Seb, can you turn this up a little bit? Because my voice is getting sore, but I need to shout. <clears throat> See, when we love people, there's always a response. When we love people, there's something that comes back to us where we feel loved ourselves just because we've loved other people. And when we love other people, they're more likely to love other people. And when we love other people, they're more likely to love us back. And when we love other people, they're more likely to see the King of Kings because he's all about love. See, our job, church, is to love limitlessly. Why? Because we have a Father in heaven who is limitless in every single part of his being, every single characteristic, every single thing he has ever poured out. It's limitless. It's unlimited. And if we are called to do the business of our Father, we have to go without limit. We have to love people with no limits. We need to pick ourselves out of the dust and say, I don't want to die anymore. I'm just going to love people. Whew. We need to love people. Jesus came to show the love of God to us on earth. 
He came so that we could know the love of the Father. And, and, we, and we're here because we need to show the world who Jesus is. But you see, Jesus, his love, his limitless love, he came and faced the most horrendous death. Why? So you could be free and so you could walk with him. And he puts a ring on your finger and says, go do it yourself. Go crack on. There is no situation or season that you're in where he takes the ring off your finger and says, I want you to stop doing my business. He never, he never does that. He calls us to go and to love people so that they can see who the King of Kings is. Church, our God is without limits. He is absolutely without limits. There is no doubt, there is no question in my mind this morning. If you had asked me 24 hours ago, I would have said, I don't know that he, I don't know that he is. I think he must have limits when it comes to Stephen David Finney. I think he must have limits in terms of what he's given me. I think he must have limits in terms of how much he can protect me. I think he, he must have limits as to how much he actually loves me because I feel pretty unloved. But you see, when you read the word and it says that he gives the ring on his finger and he gives a cloak over our backs because it's the love of God that changed our lives in the first place that can still change your life today. We're, we're all sitting in this room because we understand or because we're, we understand a part of how God loves us. We've all experienced it or the majority of us have experienced the love of God and some of us are wanting to experience the love of God. It's why we're here today. It's 100% why we're all here. He's given a ring on your finger that today. He says, here you go. Here's a stamp and a seal of approval to go and do my business. You see, I, I believe that as we, as we go, as the church in this nation goes, into the nation and into the nations of the earth, limitlessly loving people by doing the business of our Father, then we see the world change, there is no doubt. Because as we love people, as we do his business, then things happen and things shift and things change in our own lives and in other people's lives. There isn't a situation that you walk into, whether it's in work and you're having a tough time, whether it's in family and you're having a tough time, whether it's in church that you're having a tough time, whatever it is, there is no single situation in which his love doesn't cover you and he doesn't call you to show his love to other people around you. Are you with me this morning? He's so limitless. I literally was sitting on Thursday night in a, in a foul mood, being really quiet to myself. I went up to my bed. I was in bed by like nine o'clock or something, which is ridiculously early. That's only old people that do that. <clears throat> but um, it's good, it's wise. Old people are wise. <clears throat> but but I, I went to my bed and, and I'm just sitting there in a, in a total wreck. Because I just love you and I want you to love people. See, when we, when we grab hold of this revelation that he's, his love for you is unlimited and that he's an unlimited God, it changes the way that we look at our lives. I stand here this morning not as a broken man wishing I would curl up in the dust and die, but as somebody who's excited 
by the business of my father, which is to love people. See, it's such a privilege. It's such an incredible privilege to be able to stand knowing that he's put a ring on my finger that says, Stephen David Finney, you're marked by my love and you're marked to do my business. Go and get on with it and do it. And it changes everything. It changes the way you look at situations. It means when there's that really awkward thing and that awkward conversation, it changes the way you handle it and the way you deal with it. Because you know that he loves you so much that there's no limit on it. Do you know that today? I want to I wanna close with just a little, um, some little prayer stuff, and, um, and then I'm going to invite the band back up on stage. We're going to do some ministry time with some of our ministry leaders in the church. Uh, uh, there's a couple of things. Really simply today, I know that there's some of us who need to know the love of God again in our lives, or maybe for the first time. I, I want to pray with you this morning that the love of God would overflow, that it would cover you in every season of your life, that you would stand in the knowledge that He loves you so much that there's nothing that can ever separate you. It's so incredible when we feel loved and, and God loves you without any limits. It's the best kind of love that there is. So I want to pray for you with that this morning. And I, I want to pray for some of you who know that you're loved but need to take a step out, that need to realize that the ring on your finger means you can go. It means that you can, and I'm not saying that you go and you disperse from this place and that you never come back. I just mean that you go into the world, into the marketplace, into your daily life with a ring on your finger, stamping everything that you touch with the unlimited love of God. It says this meeting at work, doof, love of God. This person in the street who's really annoying me, love of God. <clears throat> Don't actually punch people, all right? But, but you get what I'm saying. I, I want to pray for some of you who need, to, who need to know that you can go with the love of God all over you and the authority to do His business, which is simply to love people. And when we do it, and as we do it, and as we step out in the knowledge that He loves us and so we can love other people, then we'll see this city transformed, absolutely no doubt about it. We'll see this nation transformed and coming under kingdom culture. That's what I long for, to see this country saved and this nation know the love of God. And as we go, then it will happen. There is no doubt. Because he's limitless in the way he loves us. Which means we're limitless in the way we can love other people. Ephesians 3.20, can you pop it back up on the screen? Now all glory to God, who is able, who is able, who might be able, no, 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 who is able, through His mighty power at work within us, to accomplish all things, things that are much greater than we can ever imagine, or ask, or think, or a dream, or any of those things. That's the God we serve. He's calling you today to go out with a ring on your finger, knowing that He loves you and enabling you to love other people to see this nation transformed. Amen? Can I have the band back up on stage? We're just going to go into some ministry time. Uh, I want you to respond if if you feel like you're not loved, 
If you, if you need a refresher of the love of God, if you need to come and know Him for the first time, the, the truth is that He sent His Son to die on a cross for you so that you could be free from all the stuff that you've done in your life and that you could have relationship with Him. He loves you so much today. And I want to pray for you to go into the marketplace. So as the band start to play and as we start to do some worship, if you want to just come forward and, and stand at the front here, some of our ministry teams will come and will pray for you and with you on those couple of things. <laughs>